persistence culture. Persistence, firm or obstinate continuance in a course of action in spite of difficulty or opposition. Culture, the customs, arts, social institutions, and achievements of a particular nation, people, or other social group. Keep moving. This is Persistence Culture. We are a lifestyle brand changing lives all over the world. I am your co-host Mambo and Jason is not here with me today, but I got a, a co-host right now, Brian Body. Body, am I saying it right? Body, yeah. Body. Got it. All right. So uh, I didn't want to mess it up, bro. Hey, man. I've heard so many different pronunciations <laughs> of that last name. It's doesn't bother me. Yeah, I feel you on the last name thing, man. But uh, thank you so much for uh, joining me on this episode, man. Yeah, man. Definitely glad to be here and humbled. I mean, I grew up listening to you. Grew up in the 805, so. Oh, man. Appreciate that. Yeah, and I'm glad I got you here. You know why I wanted to get you in here, right? I've been feeling that for a while that you've been trying to get me in the studio. Yeah. Well, we had a conversation early about you wanting to start a podcast. For a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I feel like this episode, uh, we got to get you going, bro. All right. All right. I'm done. So uh, what kind of podcast do you want to have? Oh, man. I think that's what it took me so long to get here. I wanted a little about everything, right. but it's it's mostly about growth. I think it's about a business podcast for people that work nine to five jobs mm-hmm. and they want to venture out and do their their own thing, their right. passion project or whatever business that they can do to give them their freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's either interviewing people that have done that or interviewing people that are in pursuit of that. Yeah. And what podcast do you like to listen to? Oh man, I have so many. I just got done listening to Alex Huberman. Okay. Uh, one where he, he's very technical, very scientific. Joe Rogan, obviously. Mm-hmm. I started listening to one that's called My First Million, which is really cool. It's like a business. I think someone for Persistence told me about that mm, one. Yeah. And one thing about uh, the culture at Persistence is like a lot of people recommend some great podcasts. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Sean. John uh, definitely has recommended, got me on to a couple of different guys um, that are great, you know, girls and guys. But there's so many different, like, there's only so many hours in the day that yeah, you can yeah. listen to them. And it's like, wow, there's just an endless archive of yeah. just knowledge, you know? You know what? I have to listen to music. You know, I'm I'm the older guy now in my business, so I have to listen to a lot of the music that, that we play at my work. Uh, for those who don't know, I, I work at a radio station it's a top 40 uh, rhythm station. So a lot of the stuff that we play targets more the, the 20, 30-year-olds. I have to keep up with that. Yeah. So sometimes I'll be listening to it and I'm like, man, I wish I could listen to this podcast that I started listening to. Because mm. sometimes for me, it takes like, you know, going to work, back home and then to work to to finish one episode of someone's podcast. How long is your transit? Usually? Uh, it's like, like 15 to 20 minutes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And usually podcasts are like an hour long, right? Yeah. So. So, so sometimes that break probably is like, oh man, like I kind of want to stay in here and listen yeah. to the rest of it. Right? Yeah, man. Yeah. So I wish I had more time to listen because I learned so much from my listening to podcasts. Yeah. You pick up a lot. And that's what I've noticed is that like, if you have that break or someone interrupts it, it's like, oh, it's like, do I have to rewind it? Go back right. a couple of minutes or what? Yeah. I think with the podcast, one of the things I've been trying to do is apply like action items after the end of them. So right. like. If I'm learning something from Huberman, am I going to actually try it? Like I was doing the cold plunge for a little bit mm-hmm. um, just to kind of like check it out or, you know, like listening to them is good, but then like actually applying what they do is yeah. like totally next level, I feel like. It's yeah, like reading a book. Sometimes uh, listening to a certain podcast, it's a quick reminder of, of things that you already know mm. that makes you like, 
hold on, I, I didn't get that started or I didn't start doing that. It, it helps you execute something that you had on hold. Yeah. When yeah. you when you listen to a certain podcast, you mentioned books, too. There's been a lot of great book recommendations, too, mm-hmm. for just from listening to podcasts. Yeah, totally agree. Um, I mean, you know, Enrique, he's he's a book, yeah, book yeah. nerd for sure. <laughs> um, he got me on uh, Shoe Dog. I'm, I'm like in the middle of that one. Do you, are you familiar with that one? Uh, you know what? It, he recommended that too. I have a list yeah. from Enrique of, oh of books. Gosh. Yeah, I have so many. Yeah, I have to do Audible too for that. You know, like most of my books and and podcasts listening to are at work. Yeah. So like I do appreciate that part of my work that I can like actually listen to something and still be productive yeah. in what I do. But yeah, I annihilate books like you know, throughout the day, which is nice. Yeah. I think Audible is a, a, a great app. And that's some, another thing that, that I like too, because you know, the podcasts, the books, mm-hmm. and then still having to listen to, to music for work purposes. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's so much information out there, not only just when you're in the car, but also at work. Sometimes I'll get caught up watching podcasts on, on mm-hmm. YouTube. Uh, is there a certain one that, that you like to watch rather than listen? That's actually my preference. Like even if I'm not actively looking at my phone. I right. will have like the video on in my car. I mean, I know it's not like not, <laughs> not, not the, safest the safest thing to do, thing, but like I, I tend to not look at it. But yeah, I like I like to have that visual for some reason. Right. I always love that. Like, I don't know. That's just how I learn. I'm a visual person. Like when I chose my engineering major, the reason why I chose mechanical is because I could physically see things that like and I learned that way. When I went from like electrical and computer, I was like, I can't see what they're doing. I don't, I don't get it. You know. And so, so you you learn off of watching someone. I'm a visual yeah. guy, yeah. yeah. So I need that like um, receptiveness. So I I know we've had you uh, uh, on the podcast before, but a quick reminder for those uh, who who's you know maybe this is their first episode they listened to or they didn't catch the one you were in. Mm-hmm. Uh, where did you grow up at? I grew up Ventura, born and raised. My life was like on telegraph since like '88. That's, I mean, throughout my year, whatever, right. but, um, yeah, I grew up on like that telegraph street and, uh, been here since, you know, I went out to college and came back, but found my home over here and so far it's been great. So, uh, what got you into, uh, engineering? Is this something you wanted to do? So I have a family like lineage of engineers, like my grandpa, my uncle, my dad, all kind of different engineers, but right. still in that like sector. So did you fear the pressure because of that? I think so. I mean, don't get me wrong. Engineering, such a great career path. And right. I'm, I'm so happy where I'm at right now. Like, I'm grateful and humbled that I can be in this position. But true passion, I think, is that kind of why I want to start the podcast was like, it's almost to help me figure out what where my path is and where right. my pursuit needs to go. Because engineering for me is such a great tool, but I the reason why I want to pivot is I feel like my impact isn't, isn't, um, like you have more to offer. To I have the more world. to offer. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like stunted in, in that position that I'm in right now. I don't feel like I can like really get, give a service or impact to others the way that I c- could think maybe doing a podcast or yeah. maybe doing like outreach or something like that. So, you know, you know, what's crazy is you mentioning that because you know, podcasts now a lot, a lot of people listen to it. Like when I first got into the radio business, I was on the same boat. You know, I, I had nine to five jobs. I've worked for great companies, but once I started doing radio, it, it was one of those things like, just I love doing you. this. 
music is something that's always been a part of me because I was already DJing before I even got into radio. And uh, once I started taking it serious, next thing you know, boom, 25 years went by. I was just about to yeah. ask. That was my next question. Yeah. Was how long have you been doing it? Man, it's 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 been a mission. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's wild. And so, like, I guess 25 years now in, what keeps you still going, you know, like, other than the paycheck to work and, like, still doing what you're doing? I think I think being creative is, mm-hmm. is a, a big thing. I mean, now a lot of people with social media, uh, you know, the content creators, mm-hmm. I've been I've been creating content for the radio since I first started. Uh, for the first couple of years, I didn't know that's what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what the value of that was. There was no terminology for that. No. That, like before, I mean, 25 years. How long has Instagram been around? I don't. I, I was bel- it pre-Instagram then? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's pre So you pre- were the social- original content creator. Put it this way. We were excited to have a fax machine when I first oh, got shit. <laughs> into, <laughs> into uh, radio. Oh, dang. Yeah, yeah so so even even the internet was new. Back then. Wild. And you guys have molded and like gone with it. You know, I feel like, yeah, I mean, I follow your page on Instagram. It's, I love seeing your, uh, dilemma of the day. Oh yeah. That's, 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 that's still got content going out through that. So that, that's, that was created before, Mm -hmm. uh, social media before social media was around. We used to have a email club, uh, email club. Mm. So our listeners joined the email club and we would send like a newsletter and the dilemmas were included on there. Instead of posting them, they, we would email them to them if if they missed it. So you had their original newsletter. That's like a, a, a big industry thing right now yeah. is like having a newsletter. So you had their OG newsletter. Oh, yeah. Because you had to get they, – they had to send you their their email to be a part of it. Mm, okay. And, uh, I mean, of course, being on the radio helped because you were – you know, anytime you, you cracked the mic, you were talking to hundreds of people. Right. yep. Let's Spotify say, wasn't there. Pandora wasn't there. None of that so was there. They were like, hey, what's the, yeah. like, what's the hit, you know? And then you listen to the radio and then that was it. Man. Yeah. And it's, it's changed a lot. I mean, I still believe in radio. Mm-hmm. I've always been a fan. I mean, radio's free. Yeah. I, I think for someone who makes an opinion about something, they're doing, they're making it for themselves. Sure. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I still, I still do a lot of events and do a lot for the community where, you know, I could tell like people appreciated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there, there's been times when, when, uh, uh, streaming came, came about where I questioned it a lot. Yeah. But even if it's one person that, that I'm changing, like Outreaching, helping, yeah. like I, I'm cool with that. Yeah. You know, for, for me to be doing this for over 25 years mm-hmm. in an area I grew, grew up in is, is a blessing already. So right. a, a, anything else that I've been doing is extra. And then how many different connections have you made over oh, those man. 25 so years? So many, man. Yeah. So many. And and uh, friendships. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's uh, guys who were in the military who, who came from other parts of, of the country mm-hmm. who still live here to this day. And uh, till this day, 95, there's like a couple of guys that I still talk to from radio. Wow, that is wild. Which is crazy. And, and that's, I think that radio, like has introduced me to a lot of people. That's how I became a part of Persistence. Mm-hmm. Uh, the homie Sky, mm. who I met through radio. Oh, I didn't know that. Introduced me to Enrique. Okay. So, you now know. It's all coming together, and yeah. And here we are, you know. Right? How, how many hundred plus episodes in, you know? Uh, we're, I believe, one. I, 
I want to say this is like 118. 118. But this is just for this one. I mean, we have other other ones that we run. We got the the pep talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a, a challenge that we're running right now with Hell Yeah. Right. And uh, what's that one called again? Show man. up challenge. Show up challenge. Yep. Yeah. And uh, man, she's been killing it every day, man. Okay. I guess this is to me. This is like radio because there's no right or wrong way of doing radio, and podcast is is very similar. I think when you and I talked about it. Mm-hmm. I could tell you wanted to do it. Yeah. Then finally, I got to listen to an episode that you did with uh, with Jules. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, this dude is good. <laughs> it was a little rough. It was a little rough here and there, but I'm just. But that's that's your opinion. Sure. So so sure. me listening, I thought you were already a couple of episodes in. Oh damn. Okay. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. So listening to to that episode and you know knowing that Jason was going to take some time off, I was like, you know what? Let me. Let me get it, get him in here so we could get his I'm, podcast going. I'm here, going. man. I'm here. I appreciate that. Thank you. I needed that push, you know. I, I'm that type of guy that has a lot of ideas, but it's hard for me to get that initial push. Like, right. the beginning state, I was just listening to that podcast with, um, not Hermosi, but uh, Huberman, and he was talking about the beginning stages for people that are trying something new. It's just mm-hmm. like fitness. People that have done something before, it's easy for them. It's it's just like the energy barrier that they have to get through. Right. But the beginning stage, there's so many like emotions and you got to bring the energy. You got to bring the the knowledge, the research. That yeah. you, and you have to like muster up all this energy to like go for it. And uh, anybody that's starting something new, it's just like go fall in your face. Go like yeah. go mess up and and then just learn. And then you figure out if you actually want to do it or not. It's like, I had this idea to do a podcast. I don't even know if I'll be good at it or if I want to keep doing right. it until I try it. Right. So one thing is, is like, and, and I learned this the hard way because, you know, back when there was no podcast and it was radio, we would low key compete with other shows in our own mind. So if we had an idea and we wouldn't execute it mm-hmm. and a different show executed a similar idea. Mm-hmm. We as a show would talk shit about them, but then I would sit and think like, wait a minute, they had the courage to execute it Right. where I'm, I didn't do anything about the idea. Sure, I'm sure. just accusing them of stealing my idea when they didn't, they probably don't even know that I'm having these thoughts. Sure. Yeah. So I always have respect for people who execute. Oh, and, and just try or, or just like go for it. Yeah. Whether know? it works or not. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, those are the people that I actually end up building something that's Mm -hmm. worthwhile is like they try a bunch of different shit and then they figure out what works for them and then they go right if you stay on the sideline you can mock people from the sidelines like that doesn't get you anywhere you know so yeah and i I look at it i mean i played soccer growing up Mm -hmm. you know when i first started playing i i think i was like five or six years old i wasn't the the best player but then i realized like you know as i went to practice and continue to play you know you would hear people talk about you, whether it was other parents or, or, you know, teammates saying like, oh, he's good, he's good. But then you get to an age and realize like, I I didn't just get good. Mm -hmm. It took years of me practicing and playing to get to that level. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Something that I've been like pondering on is that is the idea of like the journey and Mm -hmm. like, I have a goal, whatever that goal is, you know, I'm just gonna throw it out there. Like my goal is to like, walk away from my like engineering job and then morph it into my own business. Right. And for a long time, it's been like, boom, I want to like, Oh, it's going to take a year. And then it's, I'm going to be able to do it, you know? And I like want that product done like, like quick. Right. 
the whole journey of becoming that person where you can actually walk away from that job. And I've been there for 10 years, you know, do your own business and, and live without that. You have to like build, you have to, each day is like formulating that person that could become that person that, yeah that can do that. Right. Like you don't just snap your fingers. A Kobe has a, a saying, he says like, you don't stay at the bottom of Mount Everest and jump and then you're at the top. Yeah. You have to work. do the climb. You yeah. have to work, you know, and it goes back to what you were saying. It's like, it's a journey, man. It's yeah. like, it doesn't, it doesn't just like happen overnight. There's been conversations I've had with people, you, you mentioning, you know, you, you have to put in the work. My, my job is fun, but there's, there's certain things that I don't like. I don't like getting up early. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Neither do I. <laughs> I've been doing morning radio since 2001, I believe. What time does that morning radio start at? So my day starts at 4, 4 a.m. So 4 a.m., my alarm goes off, hit the snooze button a couple of times. Oof. I have to be up by 4.20, no later than 4.20. Wow. I have to be on the road by 4.45, 4.50 at the latest. How many times have you uh, broken that? Uh, there's been a couple of times. Okay. I mean, there's been times where I forget to set my alarm. There's been times where, you know, I've drank too much the night mm-hmm, before. Mm-hmm. I would say maybe since, since Oh one, I'll say it's less than 15, wow. 15 times. That, that's that, pretty, yeah. Since Oh one. Yeah. That's pretty damn good. Again, I think it's the love when you have the love for something, you don't, you don't dread like going there. Mm-hmm. I hated waking up. Yeah, sure. But I once I was going, I couldn't wait to get there. Right, right. Like the thought of like letting down the people that you work with and the community that you serve yeah. was greater than that like 15 extra minutes of rest that you could have got while you're sleeping. Yeah. And then and then too, the comfort that I had from working with uh with Rico for so many years, mm-hmm. I think I got comfortable and then when he decided to to leave there was a bunch of emotions. There was uh, anger, of course, uh, confusion, mm-hmm. because uh, my dedication to the show was everything. Like, I put so much into it. But then once it was about me and it turned in from uh, Rico and Mambo to Mambo in the morning, mm-hmm. uh, my first thought one morning was, yo, this is just me now. Yeah. So it, it turned to fun again. Because from fun, it turned into just being comfortable and saying like, oh, right. this is easy. Like, But it was that uncomfortableness that you had right after Rico left that to start, made you yeah. grow and then get you to a point where it's about you. Like, this is your show now. There's a lot that goes with it. I mean, I talk to people now like that say, oh, how did you do it? And, and I'm like, yo, this is 25 years of, of right. working in this industry. It's not 25 year journey. Yeah. yeah. And some people say, oh, I started a, a Instagram page and I only got 100 followers. I mean, how long have you been doing it for then? Yeah, yeah. that's what I say. Like, it's yeah. you're not going to get all those followers overnight. You know, you could pay for it. People do that. But the people that go out yeah. and do the organic work and they're like, Jewel is a great example of mm-hmm. that. Like, she's out there just grinding, you know, like day in, day out, like her brand, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, she's just organically growing that brand. And when she makes it, people won't ever doubt that brand because it's come up from like yeah. basically nothing, you know? Like she started that from like a Tupperware yeah. protein ball that she brought to the gym and was like, here, I remember try that. one, yeah. you know? So when you can organically grow something just like you did, even do like a, a spin off that is now yours, it's like 
people can tell what that product is and they don't doubt what yeah. that is. Like it's not false. And I think for someone like, like you and I, who, who's seen, I mean, I think she's, she's, she continues to keep going mm-hmm. for someone who didn't see all that. They probably look at it as like, Oh man, she knows what she's doing, but they're not seeing uh, the behind the scenes of how much work she's uh, put in. 100%. Yeah. yeah. I remember this quote, my, my teacher used to tell me it was uh you got to look like a duck where it's like on the surface, you look calm, collected. You're kind of just gliding by in the water, but underneath the water, your legs are fucking churning oh, yeah. like crazy, yeah. right? You're just doggy paddling, like going and it's propelling you, but like surface, like iceberg, like you're just yeah. calm, collected, cool, you know? Yeah. And I, you know, when, when I think of situations too, because doing radio, you know, sometimes, and, and I got this a lot early in my career where people would, if you snap in public or do something, mm. it's going to get back to, oh, to your boss. Yeah. So you using the, the duck story mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense. Like yeah. it could be chaos sometimes, but you have to put on that face. What's, what's the one story? I mean, you could have a couple, but what's the one story that comes to mind when the chaos came onto the air? You know, you know what, what's hard is because sometimes, sometimes you, you build a, you build a character and sometimes you have to be that character all the time. Like public persona. Yeah. Okay. And, and sometimes, oh, I'll share the perfect one. So my character on the show was, has always been the irresponsible one, the, the loud one, always joking around, never serious. And, uh, we did an event in, I, I think it was Santa Maria. I was just chilling. Like I, I got away from, from where we were doing the event and I just like said, I'm going to go walk to the store and just, you know, take some time for myself. And I, I think I got like a drink. Someone who knew me from the show, like walked by me and, uh, I didn't say nothing. I was just walking and, you know, they didn't say nothing to me. I didn't say nothing to them. I was just me, Daniel. Mm-hmm. I was in right. Mambo at the time. Right. Anyways, I got a, a long email from them saying that, that I was conceited that I didn't, I didn't, uh, you weren't in character. I didn't recognize, I didn't recognize, you know, them as a, as a listener. Oh gosh. And I started thinking about it and I was like, yo, like I have to be a clown all the time. That's a celebrity status. You know, I I don't, I I don't like that word either. I I don't either. But like when I think of, uh, that's why I think I would never want to meet, not to interject. Sorry. I would never want to meet my like idol celebrity oh because they might they, Cause might, they might just you. like disappoint yeah, me yeah. and and i want that i want to think like the rock yeah. like i want to think of him this badass fucking dude like actor <laughs> and never like and then he tells that. you the wrong thing yeah and, exactly yeah. you know like and they're human like they're yeah. human just like us so they should be able to like turn it off and and go and be with their family or right. just grab a drink at in, in public without being harassed you know or like hey you're being conceited like man i'm getting a drink i need like 30 minutes to myself yeah so but i i forgot what happened there at 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 that event that i just needed to get away sure uh that happened i didn't think nothing of it then but then it was on a weekend and then monday morning when i opened up my email that email was in there and i was like what did i do like i didn't do nothing i was just like minding my business to me that was kind of like disappointing because then i started thinking like yo i have to be on all the time. I have to be that character to the, to, to the audience because, you know, I try to be 100% as myself on the air as I am off the air. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when you're on the air, you have to, uh, 
you can't you can't just answer a question with yes or no. You have sure. to make it entertaining for the audience. You have to add a little bit more to to that, keep them locked. Hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. And uh, I think uh, a lot of viewers, a lot of listeners, they don't see that side of of the work. It's right. like being on all the time, like Jimmy Fallon night show. It's like, dude, that that dude has to be a certain yeah. personality. Yeah. The whole time. And if you see him in public, you expect that Jimmy Fallon person yeah. to be out, you know? So. I've, see, I've seen that with comedians a lot. I have a lot of comedian yeah. friends. Right. And uh, sometimes, like, you know, we're having a, a serious uh, conversation, let's say, at a bar or at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. And one of their fans will recognize them and try to just joke around with them. Mm-hmm. But they're... They're not having it. No, they're yeah. being serious. They're not working right. at the time. So... Yeah. so uh, I, it's funny when I catch that because it, it reminds me of that moment, yeah. you know, when I got that email. Right. It's just interesting how sometimes I, I usually don't let, you know, what other people think affect the way I feel or think. But mm-hmm. that moment always comes to mind to me. Right. And I still I still like I remember sending an email back and it bounced back. It's mm. like he created that fake email. Oh, just to say that. Yeah. So. Oh, wow. So it's crazy how it's still like. I still think about still, it. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, do you have moments like that? where uh, you? <laughs> I, I don't even think I have a status like that to, to even be brought up like that, but I'm sure there's instances people live rent free in my mind, you know? And, right. And, and it's just like cringy to like, think about, you know, like, was I acting weird or was it like, was it just me or did they have a bad day? So it's like, <laughs> it, it comes up all the time, man. I, I definitely feel for what you're saying. Yeah. How, how did, uh, how did you make your way to a uh, persistence culture? How oh, did you find geez. persistence culture? Um, shout out to my, my girl. She, uh, recommend that we go to a competition, uh, or actually she was, she was doing a competition, I think at Oxnard and she ended up like winning her section. She kind of saw the PC group and they were just flying. Right. I think it was Gage Christian who else was there. Gage and Christian are the ones that come to mind in my head. And they and they were like, there's no way that they're going to win. Uh, and at the time, Royal Pride, which had recently closed down, I was like, "These Royal Pride's going to just, like, take them out. Right. And lo and behold, first place, Christian and, and Gage. And I was like, what the hell? Who are these people? <laughs> and then she's like, I think I'm going to go check them out. And uh, so she went to her trial, and she's like, I have my opinion of it, but I want you to go. And see for yourself how you feel right you know which is really cool of her she was like just open about it and i went and i hadn't belonged to a gym i was kind of like hiatus at the time is this is this your first crossfit gym? no it's had i was re- recently part of like a c street which was i think closed down in 17 or something like mm-hmm. that 18 so i was kind of doing olympic lifting on my own and i was like i had invested so much in that community right that I was very timid about going into anything else uh, without like, I was just like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to like put that. So you were loyal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like I just, when I, when I like join a gym now, it's like, it's gotta be, I gotta feel it. I gotta have that vibe. I gotta right. be like totally bought in. Um, so I, I went to a couple classes and I was like, damn, I think I'm going to join. She was like, yeah, I knew you were going to join. <laughs> I was like, fuck, you got me. Uh, but then that was, okay, that was February 2019. The next month, COVID happened. And we were like, fuck, like, are we still going to? So that be- was, no, it was 2020. Sorry, excuse yeah, me, 2020. Yeah. 
Because I, re- I remember I had started too, like during that time. Okay, yeah. Like a couple months before. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe it was like December, January. I think we started at the same time, yeah. And then uh, uh, COVID hit and I yeah. was like, man, I know. finally I dedicate myself to the gym and this Hard, happens. I know exactly the same thing. I felt the same thing and I was like, oh man, am I, am I going to stop my membership? Yeah. Or like right on the spot, like Christian... Sean, Gage, they're all like, all right, get your videos out. We're, we're all like going on virtual class and we're going to do this class in your garage. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So that I just didn't stop. And then when they opened back up, I went. So just from there, I was like, dude, these guys are serious. Yeah. I'm about to stick around. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm very uh, uh, lucky to be a part of it. When I first met Enrique, he kind of told me about, you know, what persistence was. I didn't even know what CrossFit was. And then uh, he's all, you should try a class. So my mm-hmm. mind was like, all right, I'll just go and pretend I'm lift, lifting some weights. But once you get there and, you know, everyone huddles before the class. Right. Uh, there's nowhere to hide. Yeah. No, there's nowhere to hide. Yeah. And then Gage was a, was a coach. And uh, he kind of like, you know, they, they walk you through and they help mm-hmm. you out with the movements and everything. So I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. Like I went again. And then uh, one morning I just woke up sore. Yeah. And uh, I forgot who I who 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 I told that to. I was like, man, I don't think I'm gonna go. He's all like, keep going. Yeah, like that that'll help that, you. That's out. That's the one thing that yeah. I would I would recommend if you're gonna go. If you do that two days, oh my god, the soreness <laughs> after the first couple workouts is unimaginable. Yeah. But if you just keep going, the soreness goes away because the lactic acid doesn't build up. So then you're breaking it up. Even if you go and like do the slowest freaking thing yeah. ever it doesn't matter it's just like it helps i think gage used to trip out on me because i i used to always try to negotiate with him on on the on the movements and yeah, everything yeah. can i do seven of <laughs> yeah. these instead of ten yes yeah. he's like go ahead man <laughs> but see i'm 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 one of the the older cats that was going at the time so when i was there i don't know what it is i i think it was because i used to run so much you know when i used to play soccer and everything mm-hmm. That uh, when I used to, when we used to run, my joints used to hurt so bad. Mm. And uh, there was a time when I would tell Gage like, "Yo, I can't." Yeah. I, I till this day, I still think he thinks I was lying <laughs> about the pain. But <laughs> I was being serious. Yeah. yeah but yeah. when when things like that hurt, that to me that means you know you're working out parts of your body that you probably haven't worked out in a long time. No, we, we still miss you, Mambo. We should still be out there. You know, you know what it is, bro. Like. To me right now, I know it sounds like an excuse, but bro, since the pandemic, mm-hmm. work has been like crazy. I kind of wanted to dive into that a little bit. Do you mind me if you asking a question? Pivot a little no, bit? No, no, go for it, man. Um, so the radio station, obviously 95.9, Q1047. Live 105.5. Live 105.5. Yeah. All just... Old school 1047. Uh, all the bangers that yeah. I just like listen to all, you know, <laughs> back in the day and still... Where do you think the radio station is now? And where do you want it to be like one, two, three years from now? Like where where, you, where do you pivot and where do you go forward? Uh, I want to, I still want to, I have love for radio. Mm-hmm. Like I think radio is free. Uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of people who I've had conversations with, they have these conversations thinking that a lot of people live the same lifestyle as we do. A lot of these people that, that, that I talk to and, uh, they're like our hardcore listeners. Like they're part, like Persistence Culture has the community. It's it's the same for radio. And I think some of these audience, like, you know, in their most painful moments when they lose the loved one or something's going on that, you know, like 
they send us information to try to help them out. Yeah. So me being a part of the community, it's, it's I feel like it's my duty sometimes to help them share a flyer, help them share a GoFundMe. Spotify doesn't do that for them. No, no. And uh, one thing that came to mind when you said that was consistency. Like yeah. the radio station always be, hey, when there's a blackout EMP that takes out the internet and yeah. all that stuff, what's going to be left? The radio, right? Like it's just tried and true. It's like all will always be there. You know, you know, what's funny when that you mentioned that, uh, you know how sometimes like Instagram will go down, will go down yeah. and everyone, everyone's on Twitter, you know, pretty much like, Hey, I haven't been here in a while. Yeah. Instagram's down. But I feel like, like when the internet goes down, mm-hmm. I always have this joke where I say, Oh, we probably have more listeners right now. Cause spectrum is down hundred percent. And, yeah. and people do make jokes about it and say like, Oh man, I'm listening to the radio because my internet doesn't work. It's true. <laughs> I mean, like you need some sort of people get addicted to the entertainment, yeah. man. So, but I, I think radio will be around just because it's free. Mm-hmm. Again, we all live different lifestyles. I mean, we, some of us are blessed to be able to afford a lot of streaming services and pay for, you know, a lot of these things, but radio's local. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, like I said earlier, like, I I don't know, I don't know what the word that I'm looking for, but to have someone think of the radio station or, or me Mm -hmm. when they need help for something. Yeah. It's, it's just crazy. It's like a hotline pretty much. So I guess with that being said, knowing kind of the service that you do for the community, would you change anything about what the radio station is or how would you, would you improve it or would you change anything? Like is your vision different in the future of the radio station or is it exactly the same and it provides that service that you're saying? I wish younger people were more into it because you know, my time is coming. I can't be, <laughs> come on, mom, you're going to be here for another 25 years. I can't man. be here uh, introducing Justin Bieber's kid. <laughs> kids music you know what i mean <laughs> to me it to me it's been it's it's been a blessing and crazy that i've been doing it in a market where i grew up that is grew wild. up in because yeah. every friend that that works in the business they always tell me like yo you're so lucky i've had to move to phoenix i've had to move to bakersfield i've had to move to merced mm-hmm. and it's like every two years they have to move and their relationship doesn't work. And, you know, just hearing those, the, the, the sad stories that right. comes with it. To me, it's like wifey and I have been married over 30 years. I mean, we've been together over 30 years. Congrats. Been doing this in a, in this market, in, in the market I grew up in for over 25 years. Yeah. It's like unheard of. That is unheard of. Yeah. Stuff in the business. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like I already won. Like everything else, like I wish there was a younger generation that I could teach this to so they could mm-hmm. continue to do it. It's a bit of a lost art, I feel like. Um, recording, I feel like you can you can edit yeah. and you can yeah. kind of take away your flaws. But mm-hmm. then radio, it's like you're raw, right? You're, you're just speaking out. Like it's almost like going Instagram live. It's like no one goes Instagram yeah. live and then like you see their like little quirks and stuff like that. You could cut that all out. With, uh, you know, when I, first, when I first got into radio, bro, I'm horrible at speaking. Really? Yeah, I, horrible. What? So when I, I first I got, do not believe that. <laughs> when I when I first got into radio, Rico would trip out on me because when I would mess up, I would point it out. Mm. And I think I would do that so people wouldn't make fun of me. But as the show went on, people would give me feedback and say, "Yo, I like you because you're being real." Mm. 
People can sense that, you to, know? To where, like, even, like, like Rico's a great uh, radio DJ. Mm-hmm. He's a great radio DJ. Even before me and him had linked up, a lot of people said, like, yo, I like you guys together because you guys are, like, family having a conversation. They compliment each other. Yeah. Because before, they, w- they would say that Rico was more like an announcer. He wasn't. Uh, interesting a character so mm-hmm. i mean everyone has their opinion to to what they like and listen to but to get that early in in my radio career and to be able to do it with with rico for i don't know 20 plus years mm-hmm. it, it was dope to do it and then now to be able to continue to do it you know building my own brand is right. is, is even a lot better so you think a rico 2.0 with a younger generation is what you're uh we have the show. I mean, I mean, the name of the show is is Mambo Mambo in the morning and the eight hundred five locals. So the eight hundred five locals oh, is right. is yep. other people who who grew up in the area. Little Wicked, who's who's mm-hmm. my DJ. Yep, his I met da- him the other day, right? His dad yeah. used to be my DJ. Oh shit! So it's crazy to be working with yeah, the son the, now. The lineage, yeah. And then I think you met Wizkid. Oh, I meant Wizkid. Yeah, Wiz, right. Wizkid. You know, I, I seen him grow up in the radio business too, and now he's a part of the show, and he he does our production. He does responsible stuff compared to <laughs> when I first met him. And then Danica, uh, she she's the newest addition. She's been working with us, I think, for nine years. Okay, but this is her first official like like on air radio gig. So so it, it's dope to teach them, but it's it's a lot different than it was when I was learning. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's evolved, right? You got yeah. you got to teach them different stuff. You can't teach them that initial going with the times yeah. kind, of, kind of thing. Right? And, I, and I think it's, it's hard. I mean, at least for me to teach because there's so much information out because if I if I'm trying to teach them my way and they heard something on YouTube or something on mm. on uh, Instagram mm. or anywhere else, they'll call me out and say, like, you're wrong. You know, I didn't have all these tools. Yeah. When I when I was doing it, I was gonna ask. That was what I was gonna ask. What's the biggest change between now? Oh, and social then? media, man. social media, yeah. right? Yeah, and the, the competition. Internet. There's, I mean, before your competition was other radio stations. Mm-hmm. Now you're competing with streaming. You're competing with social media. Right. You're competing with uh, uh, t uh, Netflix. Like your your video games. Right. Everything. Yeah. yeah. Do you still feel like um, long for? I guess one of my questions I was going to pivot to was uh, like the apps, um, Instagram, you're getting like these tidbits, like doom scrolling, like going yeah. through your feed and like you got these like 10 second clips. Do you think there's still value in like long form media? Um, I think, I think so. Podcasts. Yeah. They're not, you know, they're not five minute clips. I mean, they're, they chop them up into reels. Mm-hmm. It's just a way to market your 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 podcast right, and right. hope that, you know, if you have a thousand views, hope that half of those people go and listen to your podcast. Right. Yeah. I think the younger generation, their attention span isn't as as much as it was for us growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, my grandson is he's going to be nine. I think he's going to be nine. <laughs> yeah. But bro, like he goes through like 10 second clips like crazy. Crazy. Right. Yeah. And I was like, yo, how? <laughs> it's like, how do you get the attention span for that? I mean, I guess there's no attention span. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's crazy to me because I, I, I started thinking about like, yo, like, where's this world going? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that delayed gratification, it yeah. kind of gets lost a little bit, you know? But e- but even in, in, in the radio business, like, when I first got into radio, like, we know how long a song is. Right. Songs were three and a half minutes. 
Yep. If they were long, they were four minutes. Now songs are like two minutes. Really? Oh yeah, I guess so. Yeah. A minute and a half. So that's your break. That's your like so it's collect cra- your collect yeah. your thoughts time. Yeah. So it's crazy how you know even even music has changed so much and how the the length of it. I don't know, man. All these uh, questions that you have, I I continue to think about where the radio business is is going. I feel like it's um. They always they always throw something in now, like like uh, for instance, like when podcasts uh were were starting to pop, and you know I'm like, all right, we're a hundred episodes in, mm-hmm. we 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 have something going. Then all this AI shit starts coming yep. out. Yep. And then you you find like you know clips of people like oh you don't even have to talk no more just AI your voice and you know yeah. type out your thing and you I, I kind of looked into that I was kind of curious you know but there's some authenticity I feel like oh that, yeah that gets lost in and that. I I feel like AI like there's there's still a, I mean I think it's out there but there's they haven't released a lot of the stuff yeah. that that's that's gonna take it to the next level but mm-hmm. I feel that again when when I was talking about radio versus Spotify. Being local, you could still connect to to the audience. You could still There's, do something for your community. That's a huge value. Like your broadcast community, like when you're talking about like a place or like an event or like just helping someone out, like, I don't know, like someone got lost. So you're like projecting it out. It's yeah. like, that's huge for a community. Like they can go to you for that information. Like you can't go to Spotify and like, hey, what's going on in the 805 today? Yeah. I mean, like there's a couple Instagram pages that I follow for ventura but you know for any information that i'm like oh i'm curious like where do i go it's like the radio is yeah like events and stuff like that yeah exactly yeah and you know you know a lot of people that i've talked to and 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 dealt with in the past they're willing to pay for other services and they'll hit me up like we're still a business at the end of the day Mm -hmm. so so they'll tell me like hey i've tried uh instagram and i tried this uh facebook ads that someone told me about but it's not working well what are they trying to do uh you know get the word out about an event or a business so then they come to me for a freebie and Mm. i'm like no you gotta pay too yeah (laughs) because at the end of the day day, it's a business 100 percent. yeah you know i can't i can't go to to a friend that works at a restaurant and say hey man i heard the food is good is it really good yeah let me have this steak just to try it out. I know it's, it's crazy. It's, that's a whole like topic that we could go into. It's like, just to go back to Jules, um, you know, business, it's like, Oh man, I heard your bars are so good. Can I get one? Yeah. You know, it's like, well, if you really support her and want yeah. her to grow, it's like buy into the business, help her and like, and you know, pay into that. And don't ask your friends for freebies, like if they're trying to buy a business. You know what you know, I learned? I learned grow a business. Excuse me. I learned the hard way because that was that was one of my one of the things I used to say early two thousands on on the show when we used to do the show. People used to call us and say, "Hey, can we bring you some coffee?" Or we just opened up a coffee shop. Can mm-hmm. we bring you some coffee? And I said, "Like, yeah, man. If it's free, it's for me." And and that was my thing all the time. Right. But then you know you get into like the social media world where everything's a hustle, support your friends and everything. Mm-hmm. So I try to do that early 2000 shit and say like, Hey man, where's my free shirt? Right. And then I, I started getting into the, you know, support your friends and everything. And I yeah. was like, yo, I was being an asshole for all these years, just trying to get free shit. Yeah. When now I'm a big supporter of, you know, especially like 805 local stuff. Mm-hmm. Like if I go to one of these markets, like I'm going to walk away with at least something that, that's that's local. right right yeah put it back into the community right yeah, yeah. and it's and, and it's someone starting their business you know what i mean yeah 
And there's been a lot of successful people who have, you know, started off of food trucks and now have a, a restaurant. Sky's uh Oh, yeah. Sky's a hustler, are, man. Yeah. yeah. Sky, yeah. Sky's a hustler, they, man. You, you tried the Smashburger? Oh, Smashburger is so bomb. <laughs> so good. I remember uh, he was at Anderson Park's uh, concert. Okay, and yeah. His his uh booth was like going out like crazy and we got our food and then I I remember the videographer going around and like it's like, Hey, can you tell me about the food? And I'm like, look down at my food, I'm like, uh, I just finished it. Like <laughs> literally like maybe like five minutes after I got it and it's like annihilated it. And I'm like, sorry, I can't really show you the food. It was really good, you know? Right. So yeah, he's killing it, man. If you haven't checked it out, definitely go check out his uh his food truck for sure. You know what? Sky's a good friend. He introduced me to Enrique, and uh, uh, Sky's always been a hustler, bro. Like that dude, I'll have a conversation with him. If it's something that we that we're planning a seat on to execute later, mm-hmm. he'll have information for me by the next day. And yeah, hey, when are we having lunch again? What's the next step? And he's always like moving forward. Right, right. Yeah, he's always taking action. Yeah, you know. Um, I think that's what separates the successful people from the people that stay on the sidelines is Mm -hmm. like that action. Um, You have an idea. Okay, go execute on it. And not a lot of people are like that, you know, and I think that's why people get comfortable. They get comfortable in their spots and then they're like, well, it would be really great if I started a business and blah, 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 blah. It's like, well, what's the first step? Yeah. What's the next step for you to get there? You know? And it's, it's hard. It's not easy to do that. And it's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. It's not for everybody. I know with me, like people think doing the show from, from, you know, my, my show starts at Mm 6am, but they don't know that I'm already up at 4am, like getting ready, prepping stuff. Mm -hmm. When it ends at 10, people think I'm only working from six to 10. So when that's what I thought. <laughs> when I get invited to do things or or say, hey, can you come over here? They don't know all the office bullshit that I still have to do. Right. And you know, being a part of persistence to growing the podcast, mm-hmm. it's not just coming here and us talking. I still have to edit it, edit the the stuff, right. and and you know, load it up and mm-hmm. and get it together. Yeah, there's, a, there's a lot of background work. It's yeah. not it's not as glamorous, you know, like all the people that make it seem glamorous on Instagram and all that stuff. It's like, dude, there's work behind that. Yeah. You know, you either have a village that helps you or you're grinding by yourself yep. until you get that village. Right. Uh, you brought up the podcast for persistence. What, so what's your idea for what you want to do? I, you said that we have like kind of like two or three different podcasts. Are you trying to just do different genres or kind of like build it out? What's your goal? So I, I guess, want, for that? I want, I want our channel to be, uh, Kind of like, like, you know, you go to, to a radio station, you know you're going to get different songs. Mm-hmm. To us, when they come to us, I want them to get different types of content that, that fits the persistence culture lifestyle. Mm, okay. Even though you have a love for working out, you know, some people love sports too. Right. And Jason does an amazing job he, with the press cover sports. I, I wish he could do it every week, yeah. twice a week. Yeah. I, I love, okay, I don't love baseball, but like... Every now and again, when he posts stuff about it, I'm like, I kind of like baseball now. I'm like, <laughs> damn it, Jason. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, sometimes uh, Pep, Big Pep, yeah. he, he he does uh, private security work. Yep. Uh, he tours with big bands. He gets mm-hmm. to meet a lot of these people. Yeah, he was on Blink-182 yeah. tour, right? Yeah. So having him sit down with people and, you know, have a conversation like you and I are having, mm-hmm. but for him to 
and I don't even want to say name drop what he does, but that's his world. Yeah. So exactly. it, it's it's interesting for him to to have a job that, you know, I'm pretty sure people wouldn't even say like, oh, that's not a job. He's just a, a security. But to see the type of guests that he gets, the type of questions that he asks, mm-hmm. to me, it's like, yo, like this dude is more than just hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it gives you that insight into a world that you probably would never see. Yeah. Like I, dude, I'm five foot eight, five foot seven. Like mm-hmm. there's no way I'm going to be a bodyguard <laughs> for like a celebrity. Right. It's like, I could only live through Pep to like realize what, what he does, you know? And, um, it's cool to see that side of him. You know, I, I grew up with Pep. I knew him since, yeah. uh, his dad was my soccer coach. Yeah. It like my first sport was soccer and his dad was the coach and it was him, Jesus, and then little Tomas was yeah. at the time was just like all getting into soccer yeah. too. So I've known them since back then. Great family and uh I'm glad to see him do really successful. Yeah, see now I know he's busy with, with the the work life. So mm-hmm. so you know, part of me is like I wanna I wanna get every who's doing a, a podcast on, on our platform at least release an episode every week okay I know it's not gonna I know it's not gonna happen overnight but that's that's the goal that I have yeah you know I if someone wants to listen to what's going on to sports then guess what Jason has a new episode every Thursday mm-hmm. if someone uh, wants to to see what guests you know this this podcast the persistence mm-hmm. culture podcast is yeah. like you know, you already know we're going to get something that's motivating for you. Uh, a business is growing, uh, maybe a business that's already successful. That's going to talk about, you know, what it took them to get there. Right. The adversity story. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's another one that, that I have on the channel too. I'm a part of a, a adversity podcast. Oh yeah. Yeah. Where I actually met Josh. He was on one of our episodes here. Oh, okay. And similar story to yours. He's like, hey, I want to start a podcast. And I was like, yo, I don't have time to put it together. Mm-hmm. And he he got his team. Oh, wow. And he he got he brings his own camera person. And it's a part of the, the Persistence Culture channel, but it grew into something that I didn't think it, it was going to turn into. Like some of our guests, you know, every every guest we have shares a story of what 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 they went through in their mm-hmm. career or in what they do. Is it like a business adversity or like like just uh, just life life, life, life adversity life? I like yeah. that. I like that. Yeah, everybody has a story like that, you know. Yeah, and I th- I think I I think the first episode he and I actually it wasn't even an episode. We were having lunch, just getting to know each other. Like, hey, where you from? Like, you know, we because we we met here at at a the Persistence Culture podcast, and he's invited me to lunch. We started talking. He started sharing some personal stuff of, you know, trouble he got into. And I was like, yo, this sounds familiar because he grew up in Texas. Mm. So then when I shared my story, he's all like, yo, like, this is like my story, but in California. So it it was very similar. And, uh, and it it was just the way we grew up. Like, you know, he had gone to juvenile hall. Mm -hmm. I had gone to juvenile hall. Oh, I didn't know that. So for him, during the time he owned a, a, a car dealership, he owned a Oxnard Mazda. Okay. And I was working at the station and he's all like, yo, like we went through some shit, like for you to be working in radio for that long and me owning a car dealership, like we need to share this with the world. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how the, the idea for him came up for the well, adversity like podcast. Like and that. 
and he he books all the guests and everything i'm kind of just like you know his co-host and and it's it's been working out good i mean awesome it's work i mean when when you talk about this podcast the adversity podcast the press coverage sports podcast Mm -hmm. and then right now the the challenge that we're doing with with hell yeah Mm -hmm. that's a lot of editing yeah it's a lot and you edit all those yeah wow so so a lot of that stuff like the behind the scene like this is fun (laughs) what we're doing now yeah yeah, but you know, chopping this up for exactly. everyone to listen to yeah. it is, is no pauses yeah, and all that it's, stuff. Yeah, it's a little different. I mean, usually I try to leave all that in there. Yeah, I mean, it's more natural, right? Yeah, yeah. but sometimes, sometimes there there is points where you know, like, all right, like that stop. Yeah, we gotta yeah. we gotta cut that out. Yeah, yeah, but man, I'm excited that we did this. Me just too. just yeah. because you know, I I want you to get going, bro. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. How long ago was it that that uh? That we had the conversation about you wanting to start a podcast. I almost want to say like almost a year. I mean, no, uh, maybe not that long. Maybe like it was like like was nine like, months. I yeah, think yeah, six to nine months. I'd say. So so I think about that moment, and then you know mm-hmm. you think about like looking at someone else who maybe started a podcast. Uh, I I was just thinking like, yo, I listened to his podcast, the the one you sent me with the uh, Jules, mm-hmm. and I just thought about like, man, if he did one. Every week since we started that conversation, yeah, you would have been. I would have been a lot farther than I am right now. A lot of yeah. episodes in. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. And then yeah. you sound so comfortable on the mic. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't feel that way, but <laughs> I, I feel like there's just such a high bar you set for yourself when when you start at anything. Yeah, it's like oh, it's got to be perfect. Like we had video. I set up. If you were to saw my setup, you would have cracked up. I had my <laughs> laptop here with like a webcam, and then I had my phone pointed at Jewel at this weird angle that she was just like, "Can I see that?" You know, <laughs> I had I had Chech's, uh camera at the time, and I had to walk over to it every thirty minutes to like turn oh, it to back on it, because yeah. like it resets, yeah. and I'm like this is a lot of work. I don't know if yeah. I could, I literally, after that podcast, I went home and I crashed for like an hour. Cause I was just like, damn, that was a lot of like a lot. You yeah. Know? It takes a lot, man. Yeah. It takes a lot out of you. And, um, but this is flowing more natural. You came in, you did your thing over there. I'm like, cool. I'm just like over <laughs> I don't got to worry chatting. about nothing. Yeah. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. Next time we'll have the cameras in here for sure, right, man. Cool. Yeah. Cool. And we don't have to like, you know, go over and reset yeah, them okay. or anything. That's, that's cool. It's upgraded. Yeah. yeah, man. But you know, I, I do a random question with everyone. Okay. So I, I got one for you. I take part of it. We take part of it too. So I'll answer the question too. Uh, who was your favorite teacher when you went to school and why? High school or grade school? Uh, Doesn't matter. Wh- whatever teacher comes to mind. Oh, man. Um, in high school, I would say it's my teacher, Mr. Ambler, who was my biology teacher and my physics teacher. And he was also my tennis coach. So I saw, you know, a lot of him during those those years. Right. Um, he was, he was a badass man. He was like an ex-Marine. Um, I think he, he got a a injury on his leg that left him, um, kind of handicapped, but like he, like as a tennis coach, he like would whoop my ass all the time. Like he he basically placed, I think top 10 in the, in the U S for wheelchair tennis. Wow. He was like. He was not, but then still could like whoop my ass like without a wheelchair, like just hobbling around and just like hitting the ball. And like, I, I don't do it justice, like um, these words that uh, kind of describing him, right. but uh, 
Yeah, he was just he was just this badass teacher. Like he would make you be interested in these subjects, and I'm like, uh, physics at the time, I was like, oh, okay, that sounds kind of cool. But then like he brought that energy and right. like made it interesting. And he's one of the reasons why I became an engineer is because like he kind of planted that seed for me. Right. So I always look back and be like, he had the biggest impact on my life, um, you know, during those like high school years, I'd say. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people think of uh, of a teacher that could have changed the direction of where, you know, one was going at the time. Mm-hmm. For me, it was in sixth grade, Barbara Webster School in Santa Paula. Her name, uh, uh, Mrs. Borrego. Mm. Now, you know, she got married, so so they call her Mrs. ABC now. Uh, she retired. But uh, to her, man, like, you know, Barbara Webster was one of those schools in the hood. Mm. So she always, like, lifted you up. Even mm. though everyone was talking smack about, like, like oh, they're just going to be go down the wrong road and whatever. Sure. She would always, like, make sure when you were in her class, like, feed you positive things and uh to me that always like stood out to me Mm -hmm. because you know even even your family sometimes wouldn't (laughs) wouldn't like uh or they're too busy you know like believe in you as much as a teacher and she didn't have to do that yeah yeah Yeah. and and uh to me like even till this day like anytime the the word teacher comes up like that's that's my thought what uh what grade was she sixth grade sixth grade yeah that's pretty formidable year like yeah just turning into middle school, you know, like yeah. class and you're starting to like be your own person. So like to have that person is huge. Man. Yeah. And I re- I remember, you know, she was always cool with me and always positive, but I remember the time I like, I screwed up. I forgot what I had done and she checked me like, oh, shit. like, like, <laughs> like she should have. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, to me, like, you know, I was mad at the time, mm-hmm. but as I was growing up is like, it's something that I always appreciated. Mm-hmm. Because you look back even, and you're like, oh shit. Yeah, yeah because even it, it just shows you like, you know, people who love and care and support you, mm-hmm. they could they could check you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, out of love. It's yeah. not just because like hey, I think you're a punk, I'm just gonna check you. It's yeah. like I'm checking you because you're better than this. Yeah. Like uh, I wanna like guide you, you know, to yeah. be your full potential, right? She probably saw it in you. Oh yeah. She's like, You're gonna be uh, radio host twenty five years. No, <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy? She used to do uh she used to do the drill team. Uh, the, drill the, team? the school had a drill team for oh. the parades. The girl, oh, okay. The, and I used to, I used to, me and uh, I forgot who was it at the time. Oh man. Anyways, we used to, we used to carry the boombox, the music for the for okay. the parade. Yeah. And uh, it was it was a it was a trip that even back then I think about I wanted to be a part of the the music and what played. She saw it, man. So like looking at that and yeah. and you know. What I do now is is just crazy to yeah. see, like, yo, like, she actually checked me, and I was cool yeah. with it. Yeah. <laughs> you probably sense that she she had some truth in it. You're like, fuck, all right. Yeah. yeah I probably have to check myself on huh? it. <laughs> hey, man, I she was right. I'll admit it. Hey, man, yeah, look whatever. at you now. <laughs> yeah, it worked. Yeah, man. Shouts out to all the teachers out there, man. 100%. Yeah. You guys, you guys deserve a raise. All right. Oh, definitely. Every teacher. Under, definitely yeah. underpaid for sure. Yeah, man. But uh, anything else we need to put out there, man? That's it. Just appreciate you uh, bringing me on and uh, hope to be on some more for sure. Oh, no. We'll definitely get you on here, man. Thanks for checking out the Persistence Culture podcast. Make sure you guys give us a follow on Instagram. Keep moving.